UMGoBlue.com. By fans, for fans. Since 1999. Hello, welcome to the UMGoBlue.com podcast. This is Phil Callahan along with... Andy Anderson. And it is a great day. Michigan Michigan basketball, which we don't speak about too often, has made it to the Sweet 16. So we are looking forward to that game on Thursday. And as an extra bonus... Michigan State will not be going on. They lost today. Um, you know, Andy, the sad thing is if only Michigan State didn't have to travel so far to the game, if they had gotten a more favorable seating, maybe they'd be going on. You know, I mean, but, you know, the good news is it's a short drive home for them and their fans, so at least there will be some extra money in the athletic department budget for them to pay off all the lawsuits they're about to get hit with. They were only. It is reported that that auditorium there in Wichita was only two thirds or less filled with fans, and it was kind of dismal in that regard. But uh, the Wolverines pulled it out, and I don't think that Poole is going to lose any enthusiasm for the game for what has happened to him. It couldn't happen to a guy that wanted to be there a little more than Poole. So, so that's the good news. Uh, you know, and on the football front, it's interesting because, you know, one of the big knocks on Jim Harbaugh's team the last several seasons was uh, kind of, uh, well, and then let's just say the last four games of the previous season and pretty much this last season was a misfiring offense. And one of the, the people who took the brunt of that criticism was, was Drevno. And now... With the season over and, and the team getting ready for spring ball, the new staff is kind of coming into focus. So we have Dreveno out. Uh, we have Jim McElwain uh, in as technically wide receivers coach, and I say that in air quotes because there's some question on who's going to be the offensive coordinator now. Um, we have Ed Warner as offensive line coach. Um, and, and, you know, those are the things that are going to get a lot of a lot of attention, but I think the other thing. Well, yeah, but the other thing to remember is we're seeing a lot of different changes. I mean, you had the change in the strength and conditioning um, with Kevin Tolbert out. Um, you know, you have Ben Herbert in from Arkansas, and I think one of the things that that people forget, or you know, uh, people on the outside is. The coaches that spend the most time with the players in the off season are the strength and conditioning staff. It is it is really a key a key position, and I think one of the criticisms that we've seen of the offensive line the last two seasons is they just haven't gotten strong enough, um, you know, at least not as a unit. And I think that those changes to the strength and conditioning, in addition to the fancy new weight room, you know, another new weight room. You know, it seems like we just went through this, you know, a few coaches ago when Rich Rodriguez came in. He said that, you know, uh, the, the weight room was subpar, so they, they redid it. And, and now they have a whole new facility. So, Andy, what do you think about these changes and, and what they mean for the program moving forward? I'm sad to say that I was very happy to see Dresden find another position. Whether it's fair or whether it's not fair, he took a lot of the blame for the avalanche of uh, sacks that happened on Michigan's offense for its lack of productivity, 
for its lack of moving the chains. It was a terrible offense by statistically, by national averages, and in the Big Ten it wasn't one of the best, and that's not Michigan, and that has to change. And I think that they've gone some way. You know, a lot of people feel really underwhelmed with uh, Jim and Ed coming in as the uh, as the offensive guys there. They wanted a, a marquee name of some sort, something like Brown. But there's one thing to say that no matter who they get for the offensive line coach and for the offensive coordinator, Jim... Harbaugh is has the lifeblood of that offense in his hands, and that is his baby. That is his bailiwick, his purview, and what goes on there has to eventually come back to Jim Harbaugh, and I don't think he's going to let it be the same way in another year because he is making a study, and I think they're going to make some changes. We'll talk about that later. Well, Andy, you know, we've talked about this before. I mean, Michigan was 105th in the nation in total offense. That's just not going to get it done. I mean, it didn't get it done. It didn't get it done, and it's not acceptable, and it doesn't matter how good your defense is. You know, the thing about when Don Brown came in, I will, you know, and you can go back, and everyone can has heard me on the podcasts. I was not super enthusiastic about it um, when he came in, but the proof is on the field, and they've gotten it done on the field. So, you know, what I want is I don't want somebody who's going to wow me in the off season. I want somebody who's going to wow me during the season. And I think that that's one of the big differences that, that I'm sensing this off season is, you know, in the past we had stories about Harbaugh climbing trees during recruiting and, um, you know, kind of the, the we had the signing of the stars at Hill Auditorium and at Chrysler Arena. And, you know, it struck me after the, the thud of the bowl game that this was this might be the first offseason that uh, Harbaugh doesn't win, in air quotes. And, and I think that, that that's the case. I mean, like you said, you're hearing the criticism of the, of the hires. Um, and I think what's fascinating to me about these coaching changes is that Harbaugh and Drevno were friends, they were colleagues, they have worked together at various places for a long time. And Harbaugh, you know, basically it's your performance. I mean, if he's going to let a guy like Drevno go, and again, you know, Drevno went to USC. That's not exactly chopped liver. He went to a a decent job after Michigan. Um, But again, if Harbaugh is willing to to get Drevno out or to put, you know, to to replace Drevno, I think it, it... you know, sets the tone for the entire staff that it, that it is about performance. So, again, while, you know, I know um, people are, are not super excited about some of these hires, to me the thing that it signals is that Harbaugh is going to make changes. And, and again, I think the, the changes to the, um, you know, to the strength and conditioning staff. Now, any discussion of strength and conditioning um, would be, We'd be amiss to not mention the uh, the drama we had this you know this last week, and um, we found out that um, a former Michigan uh, you know let's see his title was director of performance, but yeah, the point director is of performance. 
you know, you know, you have Fergus Connolly, who was Michigan's football director of performance, science director of operations, right? Well, he right. had a little trouble off the field and got arrested and kind of made an idiot of himself. But what's interesting is that in, during the reporting of that story, it was revealed that he'd been pretty much let go from the program, from the football program, after the bowl game, and he'd been reassigned to the athletic department, which to me sounds like that you know they were just waiting for his contract to expire. So there's another person who you know working on the on the conditioning or performance that have been let go behind the scenes. So um, again, you know, we wish him to to get his stuff together and, and not to embarrass himself with the program. But the reality is, is that that's another person who had been let go, and you know I think that we're not we're not completely done seeing the shuffling on the coaching staff. No, no, but I think it's pretty well organized, and the dominoes have fallen in place. I'm pretty, I'm personally, I'm cool with what they've done. Harbaugh's got to live with it. He, he he's whoa, whoa, making wait, an wait, answer. Andy, did you just say you were cool with that? No, I'm not cool with with what the man, what Fergus Connolly did. No, 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 I'm saying, are you cool with the changes on the staff? That's just a very hip reference for you. I'm I'm tipping my hand. (laughs) Listen, this is is up to Harbaugh, and if he can stand it, I can. I think the man knows what he's doing. I don't think he's uh, lost anything in one year, and I think he wants to... uh, Cure the situation even more than we do. He's got millions of dollars uh, out there on it, plus his personal interest in the University of Michigan. So I'm cool with waiting to see what the results are. Now, if the results are bad, I'm not going to be cool with it. You can bet on that. But I think he deserves the time to get things reorganized and get things fixed as best he can. And I think he's working very hard to do that. You know, Andy, the thing that, that I know that, that I recognize in this shuffling is that one of the criticisms or observations of many last season is there are too many cooks in the kitchen. And there was a lot of conjecture between, you know, who was really running things, Drevno, Hamilton, and how much Harbaugh had. Well, what we see is that Drevno's out and Hamilton's still there. And while there were rumors he might be going back to the NFL, Hamilton is still there, and uh, it'll be interesting to see what kind of title changes happen. You know, my guess is that that we will get an official confirmation of titles um, during spring practice. You know, that they'll they'll drop that nugget before or after a practice on who exactly is going to take over. So, so Andy, you know, we talked a little about a little bit about this when we were prepping. Who do you think is going to be the OC? Do you think it's going to be Hamilton, or do you think it's going to be McElwain, or or somebody else, or, or are we going to have a, uh, a, a triumvirate of glory like we had last year? What, what do you think? I'll answer the, another question first, if you don't mind. Uh, Harbaugh has addressed the too many cooks in the offense issue recently. I heard him do that on a video, and he was pretty, pretty good in his answer. And what he said was, he said, around here, all the hands are going to be pulling on the same rope. And to me, that kind of explained, he doesn't think that will be a problem in this coming year. And the way he put it is he, he knows exactly what's going on 
with that and uh, is studying that. So I feel good in there. I'm, you know, I'm cool with that too, sort of. And, you know, although I had been criticizing it. Now, what was the other question, Phil? Well, was the question okay, so, so you've gotten me off, tra- off target, so I'm going to follow up with your <laughs> going off target. So right. do you think that that was an indictment of Drevno? Do you think that maybe Drevno? So I guess I'm asking you, you know, you say that everybody's going to be pulling the same way, which is what any coach in America would say, right? But yeah, but with, with does Drevno, that mean that Drevno, Drevno wasn't? Maybe there was an internal competition there between all these people. I don't know about that. I have no way to put my ear to the ground or the railroad track or anything else to get any good, independent, semi-scientific information about that to make a judgment. But I'll tell you what, I think he's aware of the problem. I don't think any of that's going to go on this year. So my question that you ducked, who do you think is going to end up as the OC? I think it's McElwain. And the reason I do is because I also recently heard him uh, talking about him and said that uh, Andy was just effusive in laudatory comments about him said he was at the top of his game and that he's the top coach that in all phases of football the man uh, had knowledge and ability and with what he said he, he said just a little bit less about Warner but he's still very effusive there he's effusive about all of them. it seems to me that he genuinely feels pretty good about his collection of staff going into this season. You may be worried about it, I may be worried about it, but I don't think he is. And I think that's good. Well, I will tell you one thing that I've, I kind of thought was humorous is um, the press releases for both Warner and McElwain were novels. Okay? Um, I, I mean, I... I I mean, it was like Godfather Book One, Godfather Book Two, Godfather Book Three, or or, or the yeah. Root Saga. I mean, it was just kept going on and on about, you know. Um, I, I was waiting for uh, stories of how they, you know, healed the sick and walked on water, um, and uh, I'll, you know, I'll tell you, I'll, I'll read one, you know. I think, particularly humorous thing. So I'm looking at McElwain's bio, and this was included in the press release. And, um, ready? (coughs) McElwain's units were explosive on offense during his time at Florida, especially through the passing game. Now, um, okay, I guess. Um, I don't remember playing them and thinking that. But, uh, you know, again, there's, there's marketing and PR and, and, okay, whatever you want to do. Um, so I, I, I just think, you know, in some ways, I almost, Andy, I think almost they're trying a little hard to, to, uh, to puff up these, uh, these hires. Because, again, you know, it's going to matter what these guys do. So I, I just thought it was kind of funny. I, I really kind of chuckled as I read that first in the length of of their of their records, uh, you know, of their of their credentials, and then in the explosive. I, I you know, and again, I, I know that 
he, but, yeah, we, we each have to admit that some of those credentials are genuine, and some of them are very good. Both of them were associated with national championship teams. Nobody that's else on the current staff at Michigan had been. Some of them had professional experience. So, uh, you know, they just haven't been marquee. They just haven't been the same thing that Don Brown was when he came to the University of Michigan because everybody knew that he had fielded a defense that was among the best, if not the best, in the nation. And this, you know, these guys, um, the, 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 they, if, if they were athletes, they wouldn't be five stars. They'd be something lesser so, than five so stars. So, Andy, just, just to put something behind that, right? So... Michigan last season was 105th in total offense. Florida was 109th. And mm-hmm. and I know they had injuries, and I know that, but it's just kind of they had explosive offenses. Really? Not last season. So, again, I, listen, there's no doubt that, that the guy, you know, that McIlwain, and, again, we're, I seem to be bagging on McIlwain in particular. I know he was successful at Alabama. You know, everybody seems to be successful at Alabama. It's when they leave Alabama that success goes away. Um, I mean, well, the other one was at Ohio State too. So, you know, we just gotta watch, and we'll, boy, if they don't do well, you'll be able to see it. You cannot hide the results of your work on a football team because it's out there for millions of people to see and millions of there are millions of critics out there and they'll come up with all the flaws that's for sure and appreciate for a short time the victories but i i'm 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 just going to sit there and i'm going to watch them and i i trust well we can't put it on a dollar but and jim we trust right now you know so you got to you got no other you can't think of another coach that would be better than Harbaugh for the University of Michigan at this time. Mm-hmm. One of those okay. doesn't so, run through my mind. So, Andy, let me go back to my whole Alabama snide comment. You know who was a coach at Alabama? Bobby Williams, okay? You know, up until last season, he was special assistant and, and was on the coaching staff with, with uh, the Alabama Crimson Tide. By no stretch uh-huh. of the imagination would you call him a great coach. There's no way no. that you can attribute Alabama's success to him being there, okay? So, again, I just, you know, the, the well, they used to be in Alabama. I mean, you know, we had we got Nussmeyer that way. So I, I do agree with you. We need to see it on the field. Um, and, again, let's see it on the field. I'm, you know, I'm a lot more open to, Mac, to McElwain now that I see the other changes um, yes. than before. You know, when, you were. When, it looked like he, when it looked like he was going to be the only guy, or the, the the main change, I, I I was a little skeptical, but now that we see some of the other pieces moving around, um, he will, he will get a chance. Yeah, one of those pieces is Drevenel because it seemed for a while that we were going to get another guy and not and not have Coach Drevenel leave. I wish him personally all the best. I hope he really succeeds out there, but I think his time had run out at the Wolverines, and it's good to see him go. So, Andy, what do you think about the self-scouting effort that they're going through? <laughs> I think that's refreshing in a number of ways. And, and another uh, one way is that they're even doing it publicly. And the other way is that they're telling us about it. 
And I, I think it's good. He's mentioned a couple of areas that I wanted to mention here. One of them is his concern with the receivers. He indicated that the receiver, that group, which is a talented group, and what is there, 15 of them or so? I can't remember exactly, but, but there's a bunch of them out there. And he said he had one coach that was, that was trying to follow all of those and that while they were well coached, they did not progress as they could according to their talent during the season, that they had much the same problems on the in the first game, and I think he said 15th, but, you know, on the last game uh, there. But it's good to see somebody in that, and they're going to have a coach. McElwain will be coaching that, and it's good that they got a dedicated coach and not just an assistant. Now, I'm not knocking the assistant. Harbaugh didn't, not blaming him at all, but they didn't progress like they should have progressed. And that, that uh, yeah, he did say 15. Uh, also, he has talked about the spring and fall camps offense practicing too much, much of the time against M's cover one defense, which is a press man to the exclusion of zone coverages, quarters, and so on, all the other coverages that are out there. He said there needs to be better looks by the quarterbacks, each of the quarterbacks, this year, preseason. He does, and uh, then again, he, he got, then he got into the uh, too many cooks deal, which we've already discussed. But I think that's good. I, I, I think that what he said there makes sense to me. Well, you know, again, I, 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 think, I think it's obvious that changes need to be made. You know, we had, we had had some questions about how they were self-scouting even during the season. And, uh, yes. you know, there were some things that we saw that we were wondering if they were making changes. So it'll be interesting you know, they're not going to tell us exactly how they're doing, what they're doing. But, um, you know, I, I think when we're talking about self-scouting, you really need to look at it from a position-by-position position, um, breakdown. Because, Here's you know, that's what he's doing. Yeah, and we've talked about that. There's that, you know, it's really not, you know, what would you say Michigan's offensive tendencies are right now? Incomplete passes. Um, short runs. So, you know, again, we, we've, we've talked about this. I, I don't know what kind of team they want to be. Um, so uh, it'll be interesting to see if, if it's a question of they just didn't have the, the right guys in the right position or, again, if it was uh, dissension he, on the coaching staff. That, that in the first game that there was an interception thrown by Spade that it would have been where Spade did not recognize the zone, did not appear to see that there would be or know ahead of time that there's going to be a man in that zone from the opposition. And he thought that was a cause of one of that interception. And so he's, he's apparently got his teeth into that problem, and he's going to intensify the, the training uh, for the quarterback court, 
which is truly needed. Two, but the one thing that's, uh, you know, an elephant in the tent is that at this point in time, they still don't know if they're going to get Patterson or not. They still don't know whether it's, gonna, you know, who's going to be the quarterback at this time of year. You would like to have a system where you knew going at this time of year going in to a year who the quarterback was going to be, who the backups were going to be, and uh, what the scheme was going to be. And right now we're still a little bit teetering in knowledge about what's, what that's going to be. So that, that to me is a, is a concern, but it's not a heavy concern. These guys, uh, these coaches will be able to, to tune these fellas up, I think, I hope. Harbaugh's getting $7 million to do that, and last year it was viewed by most people as a dismal failure, even by his own standards and the standards of the teams it was, team it was. So it's up to him to correct that. Well, I hope he can. And, you know, uh, in, in, uh, in view of other things, in, in observance of other things that happened in the off season, not only is the Michigan basketball te- team doing well, but the Michigan hockey team has made the uh, the field for the Frozen, you know, the the hockey tournament postseason. Congratulations you, you to bet. Bell Pearson. That's nice to see. Yeah. So, you know, at this rate, Michigan uh, may be considered a hockey and a basketball school, at least uh, at least right now. So. Um, the women, women's basketball team is in action right now, uh, playing down in Winnico, and uh, they were even up when I before I went on to this. I was watching them. I even I even watch them now with some interest. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this edition of the UMGobu.com podcast. Good luck to all the Michigan teams that are still alive in the postseason, the women's basketball team, the men's basketball team, and the Wolverine Icers. Um, This is Phil Callahan along with Andy Anderson. Go Blue! Thank you for listening to the UMGoBlue.com podcast. All rights reserved. Search for UMGoBlue.com on iTunes. Go Blue!